welcome back to another episode of the Fun Money Habit podcast, where I, Reina, help you let go of your limiting belief about money with biblical principle, so you can earn more without fear and have fun stewarding your personal finance while keeping your heart on Jesus. Many of my clients find themselves stuck in a negative mindset, convinced that their financial situation will never improve which often leads to inaction and hinders their ability to learn the valuable lesson that God has in store for them during the waiting or famine season. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. Beth has personally experienced the challenges of a lingering waiting season, and she will shed light on how to maintain or reclaim your joy during an extended period of waiting. Hi, I'm Reina, Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach, and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear, and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being wealthy is bad. Let's talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your personal finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your savings and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habit that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen and paper, and let's do this. Beth Kachapoli is known for being bright and wearing bright colors. She's a married 40-something living in Michigan with a fluffy cat. During her 10 year of waiting for babies, she traveled trained for and ran a full marathon along with several half marathons. She have led an in-person support group and now she is launching her Christian faith-based coaching business to help other ladies through their waiting season. Welcome Beth. Hello. Thank you so much. We're so thrilled to have you and I know that your journey and the wisdom you will share will undoubtedly inspire my audience. So let's jump right in. How can one maintain or reclaim joy in a long season of waiting? Thank you so much for having me on, Reina. I really appreciate this opportunity with you. I would say the one thing that has really helped me in this very long 10-year season of waiting has been refocusing my eyes onto Jesus. Mm. There were some years, some very dark years that I was hopeless, faithless in a very dark place. And it was a struggle. I was not fun to be around. I was angry. I was bitter. We were a year into marriage. And so with all of the, the new fun things that come with marriage, you have, you know, debt issues, you know, you're working jobs, you're going to school, there, there's all of these life things. And then this is on top of it. And we did come into marriage with debt. And that was that was tough navigating that and then now adding this desire, heart's desire for children, and it's not happening. And there's not really a reason why. 
uh, at least not no unknown reason why. And I, I became very unpleasant to be around. And there was a couple years there and um, I, I was not focused on Jesus in those years. And I recognize that now. I didn't so much recognize it then. Mm. And, and what really kind of made that shift for me was finding people that I could talk to. So finding even if it's one person that you can talk to and and share that this is what I'm going through. And I think that happens a lot when you're going through anything difficult. You you feel very isolated. You don't want to talk about it. You're embarrassed. You're ashamed. And I know, especially with money, you don't want anyone to know that you're in debt or that you have financial issues. It, it's a very shameful thing. Mm. And so we were battling a few of those things. But to share the fact that we weren't able to conceive as quickly as other people we knew, that shifted things and allowing those people in to support you. And thankfully, those people were were Christian, God-fearing people who could encourage me with the word and redirect my eyes back to the word. And what does the word say? You know, and I, and I did pull out some scriptures and God has really helped me focus on Romans. And, and one in particular, um, Romans 8, 28, I believe, that all things work together for your good. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. But for those that love the Lord, you know, all things work together for your good. And I know in the midst of it, it's so hard <laughs> to believe that. But look back, look back at your past and look at where you were. Call to remembrance a situation that you didn't think was going to turn out a certain way and just see how God moved in that. And use that as fuel. Use that testimony in the next thing and in the next thing. Because going back to the word, you know, we have we have power in our tongue. You know, you can speak life or death. So being mindful of what you're speaking. And in those dark years, I was not speaking very, very good things about myself, um, about my situation. You know, you're going through all these struggles and it's very hard to stay positive and keep your light on the good things. But when you start getting these revelations and you start seeing that shift, when you start declaring, okay, I am going to be healthy or I am going to have, you know, money at the end of the week or whatever it is, I am going to be able to afford that as opposed to, oh, I can't afford that. It's those little subtle things that, okay, maybe that's not in the budget right now, but I'm, I'm going to be able to do that with the next one. And you, and you just start changing your language mm. and you, you see that progression of things and how they shift. And it's so cool. He's so cool like that. I know. And it's been so fun to see that transition. Yes. Thank you very much for sharing and very beautiful what you're saying, because when you are in the mix of a storm, when trouble are all around. I love to think of the image of Peter stepping off the boat and looking at Jesus. And all of a sudden he was walking on water because his eyes was straight and looking at Jesus. But then he got distracted by the wave and the storm and everything. And what happened? He started drowning. Why? Because he took his eyes off Jesus. And this image always remind me you can step out in faith and keep your eyes straight onto Jesus. And when you look back at the past, your struggle, if you were faithful in keeping your eyes in Jesus, you can see the glory of the Lord through each of those steps and people saying, wow, you're different. You are struggling, but there's something else there. And I have seen myself being able to share about the gospel and Jesus in the darkest time because they could see that I I wasn't 
operating the same way as the world and they were really confused. That's what for me Romans mean. Can you repeat Beth that sentence? I can't think of it. Yes. So Romans 8, 28, all things through God work together for our good according to his purpose. That's right. You see, according to his purpose. So his purpose mm -hmm. is to proclaim the good news and to say that he's the Lord of everything. And this is what can happen through your walk of faith in the waiting season. It's also beautiful what you say, because with debt and money problem as well, the shame is real. Like I've been talking with with clients and after your call, I have another client where we're going to be looking at her numbers and she can't do it by herself. She said, I can't look at it. I need the help because of all of that emotion that is attached to it. So thank you very much for sharing about that. So the first step, if I can just do a quick recap, is to keep your eyes on Jesus in the midst of that storm. Yes, absolutely. What should we do next? Next, outside of that, for me at least, um, finding things that bring you joy. Mm. So, especially in, in the realm of um, an infertility diagnosis, or as I like to refer to it, a, a delayed fertility diagnosis. In those years, I, I kind of stopped living mm. and I kind of stopped planning because everything you're so consumed with, am I going to be pregnant? Am I going to be able to do these things? And so I, I lost a couple years. We we didn't do things. And to think back, it's very sad, but I'm so thankful that the word says that the Lord will redeem our time, right? And so I'm so excited for what he's going to do and how he's going to redeem that. But I would say find things that bring you joy. So maybe it is planning travels. Maybe it is um, crocheting, reading. Um, I, I took up running. And in a couple years into it, I think it was 2016, I was like, I'm going to run a 5k. Let's train for this. And here I am, you know, six years later, I've trained and ran a, a full marathon, which is 26.2 miles. I've ran several half marathons. I set some goals for myself that I accomplished that that was never on my grid. But running has brought me so much joy over these years. It's given me a goal that I can attain at my own pace, at my own level. I can raise the bar as high as I want. I can keep it, you know, kind of easy and low key. And it's been something I've been able to do together with my husband too, which has been super fun to be able to travel and do different races and do different events with him. And I've met some amazing people through the running community that I never would have met before. And I just think that's so cool how something that was very tough, I've kind of turned that into fuel to find a hobby that I absolutely love and brings me so much joy. And I look forward to going out and running. So yes, definitely finding something that's going to bring joy back into your life when there's an area that isn't always the easiest to be walking through. Yeah, this is a very good point. And again, a shift of focus instead of focusing on the main issue, you're trying to find joy in the mix of that. And activities can definitely bring that dopamine hit that you need. And I know when you're struggling with money, you may be thinking, no, Reina, I can't take a trip and get more into that. I can't do X, Y, and Z. And I will agree. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are certain things that we can't do in the season that we're in. But, you know, I'm the fun money coach. I have help. So many find fun things to do that are free or that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Sometimes you can make the simplest things like having a 
a homemade pizza, okay? We couldn't go and buy a takeaway, but we got in a frozen pizza. And you know how we made it fun? We just warm it up in the oven and we had a picnic in our own lounge and watching TV. I mean, it didn't cost us more than our normal grocery bills, but we have a nice drink with it and we made aka a fun night of it by watching a movie or something so there is a way to find enjoyment in things that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg too you just need to think outside the box absolutely i i love that and i fully agree because when i started this run adventure we were still in you know a money struggling area where you know we were paying so much between you know student loans and credit cards and you know bills and all this stuff and i was like well Training is going to be free. I can run in the neighborhood. I don't need anything for it. I literally just go outside and run. And I found, you know, the cheapest pair of tennis shoes I could find at the store. And I had a t-shirt and I had shorts. And I'm like, I'm going to go do this. (laughs) Granted, several years later, we have invested quite a bit of money in it, but we are in a different place now. (laughs) So it's it's worked out. But yeah, in in the very beginning, it was just, it was bare bones. It was whatever we had kind of lying around. And absolutely, we would, you know, make our own pizzas and watch the movies that we had. And there was a lot of things that we did um, to, to really buckle down. And it was a lot of the delayed gratification. It was, okay, we're going to save now and kind of do what we need to do so that we can take a trip later in the year. And it would be a minimal trip, but it it was still a trip. Or we have uh, parents who would graciously invite us someplace and I would remind them, I'm like, well, that's not in our budget. They're like, well, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of it. So there there was some of that. I know not everyone's in that position. Um, So that was a blessing to have opportunities like that. But yeah, there was there was definitely some things that needed to be put aside and be held out for, but it wasn't for wasn't for nothing. We, we we learned and we grew and we stretched in those seasons for sure. Yeah, we just need to be resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. You know how your brain works? It amplifies what you focus on. So if you start mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I would love to do more activities that are free, what can I find? And when you start asking the right question to your mind, it will start looking for the right answer. And then I started saying, Oh, there's so many free events in the park in in the city that I am in. So for you, you may never thought of it, or you may be thinking, "Oh no, I don't want to associate myself with doing free stuff." What do you believe people will think mm-hmm. if you were to start doing this? Because many associate money with status, mm-hmm. and that's something we need to shift. It is, has become a problem because you're only spending money to impress. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But there's many places where you can do things for free. Or I love eating. So I've been looking at all of the places that I love to eat and I started finding when will they have a special discount. And some places on a Monday, you can have the whole menu except the drinks for half price. So I will know that if we have to go out and have takeout, I will start saving a little bit, a little bit. And when I knew I have enough money, I will plan a date night on Monday to go to that restaurant. It's possible when you start thinking and not judging yourself for the delay. Yeah. We can't do everything at once and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But taking baby step toward what you want to do and being a good steward in the process is beautiful. And it's a lesson of patience and diligence, which we need to learn, which is part of the fruit of the spirit as well. Self-control. It's important to do all those things because we are doing it for who? for the Lord, for God's glory. It's not just about us. Absolutely. I love that. 
I love that. And you're, you're so right on patience is it's so funny because as a, as a young adult, people would tell me all the time. And I, I thought it was kind of odd, but people used to tell me all the time, like you have the patience of Job. And I'm like, okay. And I don't even know why, like I would just be in situations and I would just be kind of calm and just kind of go with the flow. Like if you're waiting in line somewhere and everyone's getting kind of antsy and I'm just like, well, we're in line. Okay. And they would just be like, oh my gosh, you just have so much patience. And I'm like, I guess. And then all these years later, you know, dealing with all of these different hurdles and, you know, waiting and, you know, financial struggles and all this. And it's like, Lord, I do have a lot of patience. Can we, (laughs) like, I think I've learned that lesson. I think I'm pretty good with that now. (laughs) But yes, it's tough. It's tough. And I think that's a a lot of people today have kind of lost that because we are in kind of an instant microwave society where at a click of a button, you can get anything. You can look up anything on your phone. You can order, you know, takeout and it gets delivered right to you through an app. (laughs) So there's not a lot of waiting these days for things. You can go on Amazon and get things within a day or two or sometimes the same day. And, you know, that that's not how the Lord works. (laughs) No, it's not. He's not a vending machine when you just ask and it come down. No. no, 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 no. There will be a listen attached to whatever is happening. There'll be some pruning if you haven't been obedient. There's a lot yes. going on, but it is mm-hmm. again to make you a better person, to make you more like Christ. So yeah. yes, don't be mad at yourself. Give yourself the grace that God is also giving you. And please, God loves you. Because you have declared mm-hmm. with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and you believe it in your heart. So because of that, you've been saved and through his blood, you've been redeemed, which means that doesn't matter the past money mistake. Doesn't matter that you're not a mom right now when it's everybody else is. Doesn't matter that your business is not where you think it should be. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. You are loved no matter what because of Jesus Christ's sacrifice. So please remember, you are loved. Love that. Amen. Yes. So important. Such a great message. And it, it's so true. It's so true. And, and I think that ties into learning your identity in him. And when you really get that rooted down in you, that you yes. are co-heirs with Christ. You are a child of the Most High. You are a daughter of the King. He has cattle on a thousand hill. Mm. There is nothing he can't provide for you. Like our money issues are nothing to him. That is just like, he's like, you want it, baby girl? Here, you got it all. And and that was something that I had to really tap into and really get it into my brain in this season as well. That it's like, oh my gosh, like this isn't a punishment. This isn't because of something I did or didn't do in my past. This isn't anything that I did wrong. This is just where we're at. And Mm -hmm. he has just done this whirlwind of a 180 with me over these years to where I can stand here confidently 10 years deep in this and say, I have more hope, more faith, and more trust in the Lord that this is going to come to pass than you ever would have believed, like more than I did on day one as a naive 30 something going into this. It's like, I know that I know that I know that I know. And it's just, it's, it's Jesus. There, there's no other explanation. Just it's, it's him working on my heart, but I had to also surrender. I had to surrender the process mm. both in this and even with our finances. There was a time where I had to literally take it to the Lord and be like, we can't do this on our own. We need you in here. And, and he has been so faithful and, and it's been 
it's been a process. It has taken time. But yeah, it's it's very cool to see the parallels in, in these different scenarios in my life. Yes, and I just want to add something that you have mentioned, which is punishment. We got to remember when something happened to you or not happening to you is not a punishment. Look mm -hmm. at Job. Job had done nothing wrong. What was going to happen again was for God's glory to show Satan that this man was faithful and kept his eyes and his heart on Jesus. It wasn't a punishment for, for Job at all. Mm -hmm. So please remember that. And the other word that you say was surrendering. When you work with me, the first thing we do is I go deeper into, before we talk about money, like what's the life situation here? Is there any forgiveness that needs to happen? Mm -hmm. Like you say, give it back to God because at the end of the day is his money. We are only steward here on earth and we need to ask him, what do you want me to do? This morning I had a conversation with a client and I say, you got all that money. Now you don't know what to do with it. Don't think by yourself. He gave it to you. He has a purpose for it. So go back into prayer and ask your father, thank you for this. What should I do with it? Because I have so many options. I don't know where to go. And he will reveal that to you because he promised, come to me and I will give you the wisdom without any rebuke. So don't be afraid to go back yes. to your father. And sometimes don't be afraid to pray like David. It can be frustrating to be in the mm -hmm. waiting. And David was really frustrated sometimes. Say, when are you going to come and destroy all of my enemy? You can be doing that <laughs> while still praising him and remembering who he is above all things. He is in control of your life, of everything happening around. And he's the Lord of Lords. You see, he's the most high. Yeah. So remember his sovereignty in all of this as well. So thank you very much. This is a beautiful conversation. Anything else you would like to add for us to, to have that joy when waiting can be very difficult and challenging? Probably the last thing that I would add, the one thing that I definitely highly recommend if they aren't doing it already is worship. Mm. Worship is, it just takes me to a whole different level with the Lord. And when I'm frustrated, when I'm hurting, when I'm crying out, or even when I'm filled with joy. Mm -hmm. One of the first things I'm going to do is put on some worship and just have that just set the tone. Yeah. And it has brought me to my knees mm. and it has lifted me to new levels with, with Jesus, regardless of the circumstances. Yes. It's amazing what you're saying, because that's always what I tell my clients when it comes to money as well. Before they even start looking at their finance, we can be so overwhelming and anxiety inducing Remember the Lord is with you. Put some worship music on. Praise the Lord for what he has given you because wow. we are so blessed. You and I, we're talking on camera in different countries. Mm. We have so much resources that others don't even have. We have working water that is clean from our tap and we have light on and warmth. Yes. People don't. So we may be still for some of you in debt and thinking I don't have anything, but please, be grateful for the things that are really around you because mm -hmm. you have so much to be thankful for. And praising the Lord is a key element mm -hmm. to changing your mindset, to refocus on what's most important, which is Jesus, yes. which brings us back to your first point. Keep your focus back on the Lord, not on your problem, not on what's going on around you. Refocus your mind because he said, don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. Follow him and he will renew your mind and he will teach you his will as well. So it's a beautiful passage that you need to meditate on 
and renewing your mind is important. And an easy trick to do it is by singing and worshiping and praising the Lord. That's the fastest way that I always tell my clients, if you have no idea what to do, praise the Lord and put some music on. You will get into a totally different yes. headspace, different mood quickly. And that's mm -hmm. key. There's so much that's going to happen to your heart, to your mind, and your focus again will be totally different. And it will be just a beautiful transformation for you because God is asking us to do so many things, not for him. He doesn't really need us, but it's for your own, yeah. it's for your own good. Yes. I love that. And I absolutely agree. If you're singing a song or reading a scripture and it says, they, or maybe it has, you know, David's name or Esther's name, put your name in there. Those, the Bible's living. So fill it in for yourself. That's amazing. Yes. When you have no idea what to do, go back and read your Bible mm -hmm. and praise the Lord because he will tell you what to do. He always talking, but we are too distracted by the world that we don't hear his voice. So when you have no idea what to do, quiet yourself, talk to him or just listen to some worship music and sing sing to him sing to your father because he's yes. just an amazing god and he will answer your prayers because he's listening and he tell us that but we <laughs> also need to realize that the answer can be yes it can be straight away the answer can be wait or it can be no but in <laughs> every situation it's for your good because he know the big picture yes and that's what we need to remember Yes, I like to be reminded that, uh, or remind others that, you know, God stands outside of time. And so he knows the the beginning from the end. So he sees the whole thing, just like when you're putting a puzzle together. And, you know, we have the, from the puzzle, we can see it. So we know where the pieces go. Well, that's how he is with our life. He he sees the whole puzzle already put together. And so he he's navigating everything for us. So he he fully knows and his plans are far better than, than what we could ever hope or imagine. And so my trust is in him. And I've, I've reminded him of that a lot, that I trust you. I trust you, Lord. And he has softened my heart and he has changed my heart in a lot of ways. And it, it's just beautiful to see the transformation when we really, truly let him lead us. That's right. It's, this is so important. So from our conversation that we just had, the way we can maintain or reclaim joy in the period of um, waiting is one we we need to refocus our mind in jesus and be grateful for what he has already done two you talked about engaging in activity that bring us joy and then your last point was um worshiping and praising the lord is that right yes anything else you would like to add to close the conversation just that I agree with what you said earlier that, you know, Jesus loves you, whatever is, whatever you're going through, whether it's a waiting season for your heart's desire, whether it's a waiting season, working through a debt process or, or money things, he still loves you. He loves you regardless. And, and that's not going to change how he feels about you, whether you're in a stuck position, even if you're in a grumpy state, if you're in a happy state. He still loves you regardless, and he's still there for you, and he will always be there for you. And that's probably the, the sweetest thing, just to know that his love goes beyond what we could ever hope or imagine. And it still kind of blows my mind a little bit when I think about it. Yeah. That's just good. 
That's so good. It's just beautiful. And it's important for us to recognize that the perspective we have on the situation play a huge role mm. in shaping our experiences. So when you think of love, despite all of the things that is happening around you, what you're going to experience will be totally different. And focusing mm -hmm. on Jesus and God, who is love, like God is love, will help you feel a totally different way. When you feel maybe right now hopeless, without faith, mm -hmm. go back to who he is, love, trust him, sit by him, abide in him and get closer to him and he will get closer to you. How beautiful is that? Is is not maybe, it's he will. So it's a beautiful mm -hmm. promise. So hang on to this because the Lord loves you and he wants to just spend time with you. Oh, thank you so much, Beth. It was a pleasure talking to you today. So I cannot wait to let everybody know where to find you. So thank you also for being a blessing for all those ladies and for everybody that you're helping right now. And I can't wait for my audience to get to know you more as well. Well, thank you so much, Raina. I really appreciate your time and having me on today. It was such a blessing for me to chat with you. And I just speak blessings to your listeners. And I am just so excited for the transformation that they are going to go through through you. And I just look forward to all the great things from you as well. So thank you again. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review. And don't forget to share the podcast so others can find it too. If you're ready to steward your money wisely and shift your money mindset, Jump on a free call so you can get some clarity on what you should be doing next to reach your money goal, become financially confident and honor God. I cannot wait to talk to you. It's time to create fun money habit, let go of your money blocks and let God heal your relationship with money. But remember, true wealth is found in Christ alone. Have a blessed day.